is the 13th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jetsky. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. It's a little freaky this week, as we just had a Friday the 13th, and this is the 13th episode. I also live with a black cat, so I guess I risk my life every day. If you don't know the mascots of the podcast yet, that's Odin, a black kitten who's about 10 months old, and Thor, a tuxedo kitten who's about six months old. And they're from the same colony, but they're not, they're, they're related, but they don't know how. Anyway, they're both fabulous. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. For those folks outside of New York, CUNY stands for City University of New York. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Okay, we're going to get into it. This was quite the week. Always, I always get surprised every time I do this, how nuts it's going to get. So the headline for last week is simply Fox News, Illegal Alien Babies, and Ultra Mega Outrage, a condensed overview of 15 hours of Fox News for the week ending May 15th, 2022. Viewers of Fox News last week would believe that illegal alien babies were hoarding infant formula, that Ultra Mega is the worst insult in the world, and that Democrats are lying when they say abortion access is at risk if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. That was the week. But, as we all know, something absolutely horrific happened on Saturday. An 18-year-old, allegedly I should say, Peyton Grendon, walked into a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, and opened fire, killing 10 people, uh, wounding three other people. He specifically targeted black Americans, He posted a 180-page manifesto in which he said he was inspired in part due to a conspiracy theory known in extreme right-wing circles as the Great Replacement Theory. So all day Saturday, I searched for old clips, old tweets, any evidence I had, and I know other people were doing the same thing, of people on Fox News also supporting, echoing, reinforcing this theory and I found plenty. So the basis of the theory is pretty simple. Like a lot of conspiracy theories, the root of it is is anti-Semitic. The idea being that Jewish people somehow are trying to change the demographics of countries by importing or allowing immigration from what they would call third world countries so the, the, the populace will become more compliant, whatever that means. It's kind of a ridiculous theory. The demographics are definitely changing all over the world, but there's no organization, there's no group purposefully doing anything. Um, so that is the theory, and I have seen many people on Fox promote this, even if it's subtle. One of the ways they do it is they'll use the term invasion for our southern border. And I I can't even count the examples I've seen since I started this project in mid-February where they have uh, used terms like, oh, just like Ukraine is being invaded by Russia, we're being invaded by um, illegal immigrants. 
which is completely crazy because there's no tanks or artillery or planes or bombs at our southern border. It's merely human beings. So as part of my capstone for grad school, I um, analyzed a white nationalist and compared him to Tucker Carlson in addition to One American News Network. Um, and that white nationalist is a man known as Nicholas J. Fuentes. He has a show called America First. It's a streaming show that he shoots out of his parents' basement. He's a very uh, confused, angry, kind of disturbed young man. I could, I could do a whole show on him. I'd rather not. Um, but I wanted to find evidence of Fuentes bragging about the overlap between him and Tucker Carlson. And I had 107 hours worth of footage and I was searching through transcripts to find clips. It took a while and um, I'm only halfway through it. And I did find some great examples of Fuentes talking about how he specifically on the Great Replacement, as he calls it, migration, uh, population migration. And in this clip, uh, he's basically saying that Tucker Carlson says the exact same things he does verbatim. And what you're going to hear first is Tucker Carlson talking on his show from April 2021. And then you're going to hear Fuentes. I'm laughing because this is one of about 10 stories that I know you've covered. Um, where the government shows preference to people who have shown absolute contempt for our customs, our laws, mm. our system itself, and they're being treated better than American citizens. Now, I know that the left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement, if you suggest that the Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting mm. ballots, with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. You see, you see it already. You've got a lot of people to watch Tucker. You know, when I watch Tucker, I say, oh, he's red-pilled, but he can't say everything that he knows. Young people that are watching Tucker don't see it that way. They see Tucker dropping full red pills. Young people see, when Tucker says population replacement is a voting rights issue, there are young people that go, yep, yes, yes, that's so true, it is. Right and, and before I went live on my show, I watched a clip from Tucker Carlson's show. And I noticed that Tucker Carlson was saying the exact same thing that I said last night. And that's okay. And in the spirit of America first, and we've got to get used to saying this, I saw that monologue and I said, okay, okay. So, you know, my talking points, I guess, are now mainstream that enough that they're on Fox News. So, yes, that is a white nationalist saying that uh, Tucker Carlson repeats his language word for word. Uh, Nicholas J. Fuentes is an incredibly young man who shoots this crazy show out of his parents' basement. He has a, you know, sizable following, but his main um, influence is that he does get picked up. His, his ideas sometimes do get picked up by people like Tucker, who have a huge audience, and that's extremely problematic. Uh, Fuentes has been uh, banned on pretty much every social media platform. He says the absolute worst things. He's basically repeating the exact same, like, original Nazi propaganda. He hates Jews. He hates black people, women, Latinos, pretty much every ethnicity other than white. He is incredibly, incredibly hateful towards gay people. Um, and he's even against interracial marriage, even though he is the result of one, as his grandfather immigrated from Mexico. 
So because of what happened uh, last week, I'll be covering Tucker Carlson again this week because I kind of want to see how he reacts to this um, because he was called out by many people in the press for also promoting The Great Replacement. Um, I being one, but there were several, several outlets that called him out for that. Um, I think rightfully so. Uh, so the theme last week was actually not The Great Replacement. It was baby formula because there is a baby formula shortage across the country which is caused by a number of different factors. There was bacteria and, that was discovered and connected to baby formula, so they shut down a plant. And because of COVID-19 and people hoarding baby formula and like weird supply chain issues, which I go into detail in the newsletter, there's been a shortage. And people are desperately trying to find like the specific type of baby formula they need. And I understand that that would cause a lot of panic and that would be very stressful for any parent. Fox is painting it as simply Biden screwed up somehow, which is a little, I don't know, is the president really the person in charge of baby formula in the United States? Not really. It's a little bit more complicated than that. It's partly due to the fact that um, the entire baby formula industry is basically boils down to four companies that make 90% of all the baby formula sold in the U.S., which that's a problem because if something goes wrong, it just creates this horrible domino effect. There was bacteria some babies got sick, two babies died. They're not sure if it was due to the baby formula or not, but they shut down a plant because of it. And then there's uh, tariffs that we have and really, really strict regulation on what can be called and sold baby formula in the United States. And uh, Trump entered into a new North American free trade agreement with Canada um, that put very strict regulations on formula imported from Canada. And they're trying to work on that right now to help alleviate the shortage. And they also included a tariff that can be as high as 17% on baby formula. So Fox didn't include any of that. They, they didn't include um, the fact that there's a tariff, the fact that we make it very difficult to import baby formula, uh, that it's incredibly strictly regulated, which I understand. You don't want babies to get sick. But of course, they didn't include any of that. And they just, you know, Biden, Biden, Biden. So the craziest thing is when a, a Republican representative, Kat Kamak from Florida, went on this whole rant. She went almost like a publicity tour about a photo that she was sent by a whistleblower that supposedly showed pallets of infant formula at the southern border. And then everyone on Fox completely freaked out. They kept showing the image. The same image was shown in the New York Post. And I didn't catch it because I've never had a baby and I wouldn't notice this. But somebody from Mother Jones spotted this. And I think some other people spotted this. That the product on the palette is actually called Nido. And it's made by Nestle. And it's powdered milk meant for toddlers, age one to three. Now, babies aren't even supposed to have cow's milk until they're one. So this is not infant formula. But that didn't stop Fox. They kept showing this image all over the place of like, look at this, look at this. And I'm like, yeah, toddler powdered milk. Fox also left out that the U.S. is required by law to supply migrants with food and water when they cross the border um, by something called the Flores Settlement that started in 1997. Um, I also included a couple quotes in there by Laura Ingram that also echo the Great Replacement Theory. I'll just read them to you now. Uh, the first one was... Uh, they had to dump Trump because he showed that informed nationalism, patriotic nationalism, can lead to more prosperity and more freedom. 
which is pretty creepy. She's basically saying like nationalism equals prosperity. That's, that's very fascist. <laughs> and then the second one was an America that was economically strong and culturally cohesive. And I think we can imply what she meant by culturally cohesive. The dominant culture by numbers of population would be white people, Europeans. So she's basically implying that we are better off if we are culturally cohesive. We can't have these outsiders coming in and changing things. This basically would also be along the lines of the Great Replacement Theory. So ironically, things got really weird on Fox when they discovered this palette of toddler powdered milk at our border and pretty much all of Fox News lost their minds and started freaking out that migrant babies would have formula, which is crazy because just the week prior, they were all screaming about abortion and the rights of the unborn. So just think about that. Like a fetus inside a migrant's, uh, you know, womb, they want to protect. But the minute that baby is born, you better not give them formula. If they're not American, they don't get any formula. So they could, they could just, you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps and just figure out where to find it. So I'm just going to play these clips and they're, they're just, I, I mean, how do you even have words for this? It's so insane. Here you go. So this first one is the representative from Florida talking about the pallets of so-called infant formula at the border. And she's followed by Jesse Waters. Listen, the fact checkers need to be fact checked. No one has been saying that the pallets of baby formula going to the border are causing this shortage. Let me be clear about that. In a way, they are stockpiling formula and they're using it, the government, for illegal immigrants. Isn't that right? Couldn't that be one of the causes, Leslie, of the shortage? The pallets being stockpiled by the feds? So Chris Hayes on his show actually did the math on this one. <laughs> and they estimated like how many infants would be in the U.S. right now who might need formula, and then maybe how many infants might be entering the United States southern border. And I mean, honestly, like how easy would it be to immigrate into the United States with an infant? Not easy. That would be very difficult. I don't think that there's a large number of infants who need formula who are crossing our southern border. I'm just saying. Um, so anyway, so the next clip is very similar. I'll just play it. But the quote that just is just insane. You'll hear it. I don't want to give it away. This is a kind of a mini compilation of of clips from various Fox shows last week about baby formula. And as American families scrambled to keep their babies fed, a GOP congresswoman making a bombshell claim, Kat Kamek, releasing photos she says she got from Border Patrol that apparently shows pallets of hard-to-find baby formula ready for illegal immigrants to use. We can feed the illegal alien babies. Exist. They don't live in the real world. They're trying to recreate this like left-wing land of the lost. Well, you'll be able where to talk oil about and that gas don't ex Where oil and gas <laughs> don't exist, <laughs> and where men lactate. Gotta go. Coming up, Joe. Illegals it's gotten worse because, according to Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek, new photos inside a migrant facility. This one in McAllen, Texas. Look at that. Pallets and pallets of baby formula for illegal immigrants and their families. So yes, Jesse Waters makes the infamous illegal alien babies clip. Um, and I guess nobody at Fox, like higher up thought, you know what, I know we don't like migrants, but we're basically saying that babies should starve. <laughs> nobody thought that maybe they should tone that down a little bit. 
Nope, they just went ahead and said it. And of course, the rest of the press went, oh my God. What are you are literally saying that like babies who are innocent little babies who can't control what their adult parents are doing should starve because, you know, there's a baby shortage formula and those, you know, couple dozen canisters worth of baby formula should go to an American, not a, this is just, I mean, there is a shortage. It's about 43%. Um, and good news is the FDA just reached a settlement with Abbott, the factory that had shut down Abbott Labs, and they're going to reopen immediately. So they're going to be producing baby formula as quickly as possible. We've opened up imports for baby formula in some cases. So th there, there's, there's things in action that should make this better. And I do feel bad for parents. I mean, that would be a very stressful thing to go through. But I, I, I also think that, you know, if you're an infant that crossed our border with your mom, that we shouldn't leave that poor baby to starve. It's not the baby's fault. Like, this is getting ridiculous. So if you put the two weeks together, Fox is basically saying that a pregnant teenager who crosses our border, doesn't know she's pregnant, gets here, figures out she's pregnant, she shouldn't have access to an abortion if she ends up in Texas or Oklahoma or uh, Louisiana or any number of southern states. But if she has a live baby that's six months old on her hip, that baby doesn't get any formula. That's actually what they advocated for if you put the two weeks together. So this week I moved some things around for time. I still have a couple more clips, but I moved the stories not covered on Fox News section up in the podcast because it's so long this week that I didn't want to try to rush through it. So here we go. First one up. These are stories that Fox completely ignored that were featured in, in the rest of the media. First one. There's a major heat wave in India. It's the hottest April and March they've had in 122 years. Typically, Fox ignores any sort of climate disaster story unless it's like a wildfire that's in California. Other than that, they do not ever talk about it. And when they do, it's usually a 30-second story as part of Fox and Friends and part of their headline news. And that's it. Um, second would be there's a bird flu outbreak in the United States. And this one's even crazier because Hannity had a farmer on and they talked about inflation and farming and this was a fairly long segment the bird flu was never mentioned now the part of the reason why uh the cost of chicken turkey and eggs has increased fairly dramatically is due to this bird flu a roughly 37 million birds have either died or been destroyed due to the virus because if one bird gets it they have to kill the entire flock um, and PBS had a very long segment on it. It was it, incredibly sad. I felt bad for the farmers. I felt bad for the birds. The flu is spread by wild birds that come in contact somehow, and it can be just something falling from the air uh, that causes this virus to spread. So it's very serious, and it's part of the reason why eggs are so expensive right now. Then the third story, and this one was just heartbreaking. Um, there was a journalist, a Palestinian journalist, who was killed by Israeli forces in the West Bank. Absolutely horrific footage of fighting during her uh, funeral between Palestinians and Israeli police. Um, Israel says they didn't do it. They're going to do an investigation. Palestine is like, oh, you know, we know you did it. We have footage that you did it. It's just a horrific, horrific story. Fox didn't mention it at all. Um, another one is Finland and Sweden are planning to join NATO. Fox did not mention that at all. Then the next story was there was an Interior Department report on the legacy of boarding schools that Native American children were sent to. 
Um, PBS did a very, did a couple segments on it. They were very long and very detailed, incredibly tragic story. Fox didn't mention it at all. And finally, we, the United States just hit a milestone of a million deaths from COVID-19. PBS did a lovely segment where they featured numerous people from all over the country, various backgrounds, very diverse group, and talked about their lives and how they were, uh, taken by COVID-19. And they also talked about a Pew Research study that found from late last year on COVID deaths in the most pro-Trump counties in America were about 180% higher than they were in the most pro-Biden counties. And that's incredibly tragic because there's no way you could say that's random or that didn't have anything to do with how this disease has been politicized and how people truly believe that the vaccine is dangerous and didn't take, you know, we're taking snake oil to uh, treat the virus that didn't help at all. So that's just in, uh, just incredibly sad. I mean, even if you don't agree with anybody's politics, we should be dying from COVID-19, especially now that we have vaccines, we have treatments. It's just absolutely horribly tragic. Um, so the next clip is uh, Sean Hannity. So a little bit of background. Sean Hannity has been promoting Dr. Oz for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania since Dr. Oz started running. Donald J. Trump has also endorsed Dr. Oz. Another candidate starts surging in the polls kind of out of nowhere. And Hannity was like, oh, we can't have this. So he dedicated 20 minutes of his show last week to trashing this other candidate named Kathy Barnett, who is a black uh, woman also running for the seat. And apparently Hannity has liked her before. So this was really crazy. I took those 20 minutes and I and I condensed it down to about two minutes. And you could just hear the panic and just absolute, like, we can't let this happen in his voice. I'll play the clip. Pennsylvania Senate candidate Kathy Barnett. Now, in the last week, out of nowhere, she surged into second place in the polls in Pennsylvania's very crowded Republican Senate primary. Currently, the candidate I endorsed and President Trump endorsed, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Kathy Barnett has not gone any kind of vigorous, rigorous vetting. I and many others find her unelectable. Doesn't mean I want Kathy Barnett canceled. Uh, That's what the left does. Most of these problematic comments and tweets are fairly recent recent years. She engaged repeatedly in some pretty disturbing, very controversial rhetoric surrounding gays and lesbians and Muslims. And she makes no distinction, for example, between Islam and radical Islam. You know, was slated to speak at at a QAnon conspiracy theory event. I am done with the club for growth. They're giving her now millions of dollars. And what about in a general election, the media mob, the Democratic Party, they will rip her apart over all of these issues. Like President Trump weighed in today. Kathy Barnett will never be able to win the general election against the radical left Democrats. Democrats love the idea of Kathy Barnett winning. You see what's going on in Pennsylvania. Now, Kathy Barnett had, you know, very low uh, polling numbers. Then she surges. Nobody vetted her. Let me put it very simply here. I don't see any scenario where Kathy Barnett can win a general election in Pennsylvania. Barnett once even made fun of yours. Can you imagine that? Why are you attacking me? So, yes, that's absolutely bonkers. He also had two other uh, candidates for the same seat, who are also Republicans, on his show to try to bash this woman. And one of those candidates just went rogue and was promoting herself the whole time. And I was like cheering her on. I was like, you go, you go. 
Because she just was like, she wasn't having it. She was like, my name is, I'm fabulous. Let me tell you about myself. And it was really funny to see because Hannity was like, he could not control this woman. And I was like, you go, you go, you go. It was pretty hilarious. Okay, so the next one, also a funny clip. Um, this show started off dark, but now it's getting crazy. So this is about uh, how the new press secretary, Hannity, with Geraldo, get in a fight. And they're talking about how she's a liar. And I thought, oh, are you really going to say liar and press secretary in the same sentence? Oh, we have receipts. So here you go. She's not I'm an elected to... official, Sean. She's not representing, you know, a district in the United States. She is Geraldo, the PR you person are telling for the president of the United States. That the Her job, job is description, to the president. That Her the job, job description to, entails to lying. His malaprops. You are you are basically saying, yeah, she that goes a, with the job. She should lie for the president. On MSNBC. She okay, was a, she, she was a political pundit on MSNBC. Okay, she, did she, did she tell things that are demonstrably, uh, uh, you know, did illumination? She say, did she say things that are demonstrably false? This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period, both in person and around the globe. I did you, answer no, your question. No, you did not. You did yes, not answer did. the question of why the president asked the White House press secretary to come out in front of the podium for the first time and utter a falsehood. Why did he do that? It undermines the credibility of the entire White House press office no, it on doesn't. day don't one. Be so, don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, you're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains alternative that there's... Facts? Alternative facts, four of the five facts he uttered. The hey, one Chuck, thing he why, got hey, right Chuck. was Zeke Miller. Four of the five facts he uttered were just not true. And also, um, will you pledge never to lie to us from that podium? I will never lie to you. You have my word on that. It will not appear that the president lied to the American public about the threat posed by COVID. The president has never lied to the American public on COVID. The president's been very, the president was expressing calm and his actions reflect that. Well, it's, one, it's, one, it's one thing to, as a, as a public figure, not to try to incite panic. It's a very different thing, respectfully, uh, to lie and mislead the American people uh, about no was, uh, about a crisis no one, that has claimed nearly 200,000 American no lives. No one is lying to the American people. One day COVID will go away. I think we can all hope for that day. Uh so yes, in that clip, you start with Sean Spicer. We move on to Kellyanne Conway, and then we go to Kaylee McEnany, and they're all lying through their teeth. I forgot how funny the alternative facts comment was because she makes a face after she says it, which, I mean, she's about to crack up laughing because it's so crazy and absurd to be like, no, he had a set of alternative facts, alternative facts. Okay, lady, whatever. Okay, the next clip, and this is another funny one, is what I call the journey of Senator uh, Ted Cruz and his view of the writers on January 6th. And this was a lot of fun to put together. This one took a minute because they had to go back and find some pretty old clips of Ted Cruz and uh, mash them all together. But you, you can see the journey. And it's 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 pretty funny because I, I joke that he has no spine. And I, I kind of wonder if he does have an actual spinal column. I do because I, I haven't seen evidence of it yet. Here we go. Saw a terrorist attack on the United States Capitol. It was despicable. It was an assault on, on the citadel of democracy. And, and every one of those violent criminals who attacked the Capitol they should be fully prosecuted, uh, and they should spend a long, long time in jail. He also believes that the president's rhetoric is to blame. I think the president's rhetoric was was irresponsible. I think it was reckless. Uh, and, 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 and 
So that first clip is the day after the riots, and the next one you're going to hear is a year later. Uh, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. So the very next day after he made that statement, he was on Tucker Carlson, and Carlson chewed him out for eight solid minutes. Of course, it would be ridiculous for me to be saying that the people standing up and protesting to follow the law were somehow terrorists. I was talking about people who commit violence against cops. And you and I both agree, if you commit violence against cops, you should go to jail. Yeah, but you're not a terrorist. You know, you're not. You're a guy who, you know guy who assaults a cop. Okay, so I, that's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a legal difference, as you well know, better than I do, since you were actually in the running for the Supreme Court. And there's a moral difference between a guy, so, Tucker, you know, the, the, right? the reason Big I time. use that word is for a decade. I've used that word for people that violently assault cops. I use that word all in 2020 for the end. So in this last clip, it's from Senator Ted Cruz on Hannity from last week, where he's talking about the pro-choice protesters. And you can hear in this clip that his attitude towards the rioters has changed considerably. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting, and yet the corporate media and Democrats slander them with the, the made-up term insurrectionist. And yet, in this instance, that they are not willing to call off their goons even now. Even Yes, he went all the way from terrorists to peaceful protesters who were slandered by the media. So I guess Ted Cruz is a member of the media. I don't know, because he apparently slandered them. So the last clip, and this is the last clip of the whole show, we're going to go a little bit over, probably 35 minutes, is a talking point that I wanted to include because some of my friends have brought this up. That somebody watches Fox, they are going to repeat this. And it's about abortion rights in this country. I will just include the clip. Look at this. They're drawing coat hangers on the streets. I mean, this just says that the, the uh, abortion would go back to states. States would decide. It doesn't say no more abortions. We had Mark Levin on last week, and he said, if you want to get an abortion, you still can. You might have to drive to another state, but you'll still be able to. Still, at the end of the day, abortion will be legal across the country. All the hysteria, all the hyperbole is false, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. So the idea that Roe, if, if Roe is overturned, that it will somehow end abortion in America is now the big democratic lie. Well, this never happened. This isn't real. This has not happened. It, it's going back to the states. Abortion isn't being made illegal. Democrats are spending almost 100% of their time and energy lying about Roe v. Wade, as we just showed you. So the real liars here are Fox News anchors. They're lying because more Americans agree that people should have a right to abortion, at least under some circumstances. It's only about 19% of Americans who think abortion should always be illegal. Fox knows this, so they're trying to lie about how severe this is going to be. Now, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has already said that he might even try to get a nationwide of abortion ban passed. I don't know how he could, but he might try that. Pretty much half the country, half the states in this country are going to try to ban abortion outright. So if you're stuck in Alabama, Louisiana, 
Texas, any number of states, you would have to travel hundreds of miles to get abortion access. Most people cannot afford to do that. They might have to stay in a hotel. You might have to stay with friends. I mean, it's an insane expense. Take time off work, the whole nine yards. So, essentially, for half the country, abortion will be illegal. So, they're the ones lying. And there is a great map you can find. You can probably Google abortion uh, Roe v. Wade map. And it will show you exactly where women will lose, women and people who can get pregnant, I can add, will lose the right to have an abortion. And that's terrifying. Um, there was even a rep from uh, South Dakota who thought it should be illegal even when a woman's life is in danger. He actually said that out loud. So for that man, a fetus would be more important than the woman who is carrying the fetus, which is also kind of crazy because usually um, when the woman or person carrying the fetus dies, the fetus is not going to make it. I hate to end the show on a downer about abortion, but I wanted to include that clip because a friend of mine was talking about a friend of hers who was basically echoing those exact same talking points. And I thought, you know what? I should tell everybody that that's exactly how Fox is framing this. They're calling the Democrats liars when they're the ones who are actually lying. So by the numbers, I didn't mention that yet, but it wasn't that exciting this week. The only thing that was funny is that, of course, AOC gets mentioned again. Why? I don't know. They cannot go a week without talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So anyway, thank you for coming. I'm also on TikTok. I'm also on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and I'm now over 3,000 followers on Twitter. That's amazing. I owe it to you. Thank you so much. I should be having a Patreon soon. Some people have already reached out spontaneously and helped out financially with the podcast and the um, newsletter, and I appreciate that so much. I'm going to try to figure out something for Patreon. I'm not sure what yet. Um, and just again, I'm going to hopefully have some new uh, formatted videos because people keep telling me to be in the videos, so that should be coming soon. I just tend to run out of time. And again, of course, Thor and Odin say thank you so much. If you want to see the graphs that I make every week, check out the newsletter. They work a little bit better visually than they do on audio. And again, I'm going to watch all the Fox News. You'd never want to. Thank you so much. <laughs>